Welcome to Two Girls in a Grape, where we attempt to learn about wine one bottle at a time. I'm Drea, and no one ever thought my marriage would last. I mean, I, I'm i not really sure what to say about that, because I'm wondering I believe for in, how many reasons I, people thought it wasn't I believe in last. honesty and transparency. And that's why they thought it wouldn't last? A probably, or you're being honest and transparent being, now. You know what? Why not both? It's fine. <laughs> que no los dos? Okay, and I'm Jules, and my marriage is almost legal. What do you mean almost legal? Seventeen. We've been married seventeen years, oh, so we're not. I was like, we're not what, at eighteen yet. I was like, was Hot Rob just like a child bride? I mean, what the fuck is going on here? Almost, oh. almost of legal age. <laughs> So, in case you haven't guessed, dear listener, this episode marks our dual anniversary celebration. While we are featuring a season transition appropriate chilled red, the real stars of the show are the never appropriate Hot Rob and the Silver Fox, who will be joining us for a very special and sexy edition of Schweinigans. I don't know about the sexy part. We'll see. <laughs> I'm thinking with these two, it's it's not going to be that. Wow. Wow. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Just keeping it real. Keeping it real. <laughs> but before we get into all that sexy fun, let's kick off with our reoccurring segment, Cheers and Jeers. Jules, what are you cheersing and jeersing for this episode? I'm cheersing to marriage therapy. Because without it, I'm pretty sure Rob would be buried somewhere deep in the woods by the cabin at this point. I mean, why by the cabin? Like, there are so many places to hide bodies up there. Because I'd want to have him close to me, though. <laughs> <laughs> I still love him. I just murdered him. Also, I'd like to point out... It's a crime of passion. I'd like to point out, you know, the burial site to the next... To the next husband that comes along. Oh, that's fair. You know, yeah, be like, hey, warning. guess yeah. what? There's room. In, Ju- in our There's next, room for you. In our next episode, Jules becomes a black widow. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you jeersing to? So I'm jeersing to the absolutely horrific driving in Southern California. And more specifically, for the people that don't understand the drive right past left rule, that think that they can just sit out in the left-hand lane and just fuck around, like they pay rent on that lane or something. And it's something that when Rob and I drive together, we're both like, what the fuck are these people doing? So your Jeers is really like a bonding point Oh, it's absolutely marriage. a bonding a bonding experience for Rob and I when we drive together. That's Because we're just sweet. yelling at other drivers. That's sweet. Not at each other. That dual anger is so great. It is. <laughs> you have to have some, you know, things in common. <laughs> That's how marriages last. <laughs> That's how they last almost 18 years. Uh, what are you cheers and cheersing to? I am cheer. It would not be an anniversary episode without cheersing to John the Silver Fox. Um, we just celebrated 16 years. We spent a lovely evening uh, doing the Nat at Night event at the Natural History Museum in Balboa Park. Had a great dinner. And we're home drinking wine in our PJs by 10. Ladies and gentlemen, those are relationship goals. <laughs> Listen, Rob and I went out for our anniversary dinner. Our reservations were at 4.30 p.m. That's Which because you waited to the last minute. was comical. <laughs> I didn't. I made that reservation a week ahead of time. Oh, shit. That's not okay. last minute. That to me, not, that's not last no, minute. No, that is not last minute. But damn. And I was a little bit like, ugh, a 4.30 reservation. It was awesome. <laughs> we had the best fucking time. <laughs> we just ate like a brunch so that we'd be hungry for hungry dinner, ready, for early yep. dinner. And then it was a really nice night. It was still light out when we got done. Like, we <sighs> were home by like 7 p.m., <laughs> <laughs> like drinking more wine in the backyard. It was fantastic. Delightful. So highly recommend the early dinner. It's not even like fucking early bird. That's like early, early, early bird. Yeah, that's like eating at 430. That's like the geriatric. Wing. But we had a cocktail yeah. to start yeah, like a little can, cocktail you know. with a little like they had a little um, they make homemade potato chips. Yeah. So, so I had a little side of potato chips. So we had like a little snack and a cocktail before we like got into before all the, the eating. main event. Yes. yes. I do like that. Yeah. I like I like the progressive nature of meals yeah. like that. And I will say our friend that works at the restaurant that we were at, she was like, and you know what? You might actually find that like your digestive system enjoys eating earlier. Listen. Because we tend to be late I'm not like eight PM dinner here people. For all that like 
you know, Protestant eating early nonsense. Like, give me my Spanish dinner at 10 p.m. But I'm not going to lie. I was totally asleep by 10 p.m. on our anniversary. But I will say, I did sleep pretty well that night, but it probably was the amount of wine that we consumed. So there's that. Okay, what are you jeersing to? (laughs) I am jeersing um, along those lines of being in PJs and asleep early to being an adult who's just tired all the time. (laughs) (laughs) To being an adult that doesn't get enough sleep. Yeah. And we regardless, don't even have children. We don't even have children. What I do, it doesn't matter what yeah. I do. Um, and I ha- made the tragic mistake of taking half a sleeping pill last night. Woke up in a panic. Didn't know who I was. Didn't know where I was. Just knew I had to go to the bathroom. Uh oh. <laughs> Did she go to the bathroom in the corner of her bedroom, ladies and gentlemen? Who can on the say? next episode of Two Girls in a And now she's buried in the backyard. <laughs> Uh, John buried her. I tried to jump out of bed, but my body and my brain were clearly not in sync. Nope, not they weren't working together. Fucking ate it, fell onto the hardwood floor off my massively tall bed that I, quite (laughs) frankly, could probably use a step stool to get into. (laughs) Everyone, Drea is like four. Feet five <laughs> inches <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> it was real sad. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm just. And then I woke up feeling hungover and like I ain't even have a good time. Yeah, like that's I, the worst. I fell in my bedroom and woke up hungover and like not even. <laughs> and it wasn't even because you were It's like this is fucked up. Getting old is fucked up. This is bullshit. <laughs> so, Pharmaceutical bullshit. So there you have it, everyone. Cheers and jeers. This episode, we are featuring a very special Shawinigans with two very special guests. Everyone, please welcome back Hot Rob and the Silver Fox. Yay! And the peasants rejoice. (laughs) And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that besides our love of wine, Jules and I also share an anniversary month, a really like week in common. Um, so Jules and Rob celebrated their 17th wedding anniversary on the 8th. The 9th. The 9th. Correct. Wait, you went, yesterday was the 8th. Yes. Today's the 9th? Today's the 9th. We're doing this today? Today's the actual anniversary day. Wow. That sucks for you because this is going to be a shit show. Well, that's fine. (laughs) I'm here for it. And John and I celebrated our 16th on the 1st. First of all, I just want to congratulate Jules and I because no one thought we'd all make it this far. <laughs> Actually, my sister texted me this morning and said, you know, happy 17 years. And I was like, Rob hasn't made it to midnight yet. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. <laughs> Every year I'm like, should we stay married? And John's like, what? And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Who? What? Uh, so we thought in honor of our anniversaries and the spirit of love and commitment, uh, we torture our spouses with a little Mad Libs game. So here's the deal. Jules and I have put together a love Mad Lib. It's all about the love we share for each other. Not Jules and I. Me and me Andrea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your job is to fill it in. So we are going to say, okay, we need this type of word, and you're going to tell us the word, and then we will fill everything in, and at the end, you two get to read this Mad Lib. Are we clear on the rules, gentlemen? Sounds fantastic. Happy to be here. (laughs) Fantastic. All right. Well, let's get the shit show started. Because it's my fate. Okay, so, gentlemen, are you ready? Yes. Absolutely. Let's get started. Okay, first word, adjective. My question to you, John, is what is an adjective? Jesus Christ. That is a good question. I'm not sure. 
I know what a verb and a noun is. Really? You do? What's it. a verb? It's an action word. What's a noun? Describes something that exists. Person, <laughs> person, place, or thing. Oh, okay. Oh, look at John. He's looking it up. Yeah. No, well, I'm not. I'm looking at pictures. I'm going to show you later. What right. the fuck are you doing, John? Pay attention. I'm, I'm paying attention. John, we gotta, this, we gotta dial this okay, in. Okay, we right. need an adjective. So an adjective is... Thank you. Somebody tell me. It's Jeff. a descriptor. It describes something. So it's so, the words you would use to describe something. So like you're hot? a pretty dog, yeah. you're a pretty ugly dog, right? Adjective. So both pretty, pretty and ugly are adjectives. Okay. Oh, as are hot. Child. As are hot. All right, so we need an adjective. Now remember, this is a mad lib about love, so... I think hot... Would fit. Uh, it's just because he's John? not wrong. Yeah. Well, I didn't even uh, think of that. But you know, hot would live or would work or okay. uh, even more relevant. All right, another adjective. Jeez. <laughs> Why don't we use pretty then, John? Already. Yeah, pretty. Dusted yeah. that one off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. This is pretty straightforward. This next. You one. just use an adjective, pretty. Yeah. You're doing well. I used. And isn't too, it straight is also an adjective because it talks about how you're going forward? Well, yeah. Okay, we're getting no. way off track. What's okay. the next word? Pay attention. All right, this one should be easy. I need a part of the body. Eyes, ojos. <laughs> he thinks he gets extra credit for like two languages here. All right. <laughs> now, <laughs> a noun. A noun. Dog. Oh boy. Well, the next one is an animal. Oh, jeez, we blew it there, John. Okay. Do you need to change your noun? Sloth. No. Oh, you need sloth. To, okay. A sloth. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. Now, here's your moment to shine, Rob. No. A verb. Run? John, what do you think? You got a better one? Run's good. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, this is the one that's going to be the real challenge, everyone. Oh, boy. An adverb. Oh, boy. Let me Google that one. That is describing running, so run fast. You need to add something to the fast. Okay. Really fast. No, fool. At the end fast of the word. Lead. Fast lead. So fast lead. Is that a word? End in L-Y. Okay. Is he questioning us? Did he just fucking question okay, us? Okay, so fast Loudly? lead. Loudly? Loudly, loudly, or okay. moderately, yeah, loud. or let's do that. Yeah, loud. Loudly, okay, fine. Okay, another noun. Bicycle. Okay, another adjective. Beautiful. Oh, oh. Wow. they're they're really yeah, beautiful. John. They're really going for it now. I feel like that's all gonna backfire. On us, <laughs> I'm sure will. <laughs> <laughs> A noun. A noun. Person, place, thing. A pine tree. Okay. A verb. What do you think, John? Dying. The dying pine tree. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. Got grim real fast. Wow. Uh, a noun. Disneyland. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> a... Another body part. Finger. <laughs> Another noun. Wine glass. Does that fire you up, John? Yeah. And Love yet it. another body part. Nose. I saw someone missing their nose once. John! <laughs> <laughs> True story. It terrified me. John, this is why we don't have our own podcast. Be eight hours per episode. And this is now a podcast about trauma. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, another adverb. Please tell me they remember what that is. John, means. I kind of forget what that is. Okay. So I'm okay. Uh, adverb, like if you're running, you're running fast. Uh, uh, Fastly. So. Not fastly. Fastly. You want fastly? No. No. Okay. But, I mean, you know what the verb L-Y. is. L Y. But it has to end in the word has to end. Lovely. In L-Y. Okay. 
What could be badly? <laughs> well, we'll save that for the next okay. adverb. Okay. Uh, Keep an, that one in mind. A verb. Fly. Yeah, good one, John. <laughs> I want to fly away. Right verb. now he wants to fly <laughs> yeah. away. Another verb. Another uh, Walk. Walk this way. Okay, now this is a special one. Okay. An exclamation. Like something you would like shout out. That you'd put an exclamation, exclamation point. point on. Shit! I was thinking that same word. Oh, wow. Wow, yeah. great minds think alike here. All right. <laughs> All right, now now we've got two tricky ones. Okay. I need two past tense verbs. Like ran or yes. swam. Died. Why are we going death? <laughs> I don't, I don't, know. The anniversary I, no. episode is great. We, we retract that one. How about yeah. swam and then something not meaning death, John? <laughs> Anything but. I think it's a Lost? Bad rock and roll song. Slam, bam. Thank you, man. <laughs> Let's just—I'll I'll take this one over. John's on a, John's in his own little island over there. We're gonna go with Lost. Good TV program. Oh God. Yeah, correct. Until until the last year. Okay, now we need two numbers. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Nine. Nine. All right. I need two verbs. Come on, one and one. Punch. Bend. Okay. Bend. You punch John's back. And they bend over. John is wow. back. We've really got some free association, <laughs> and I think we all need to be in couples therapy suddenly. <laughs> and last but not least, one more adverb. L-Y. L-Y. Strikingly. Scam to me, John. Yeah. I'm, I just... Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's gotta, good. Gotta tell you, I didn't contribute much, but strikingly was a win. That is, that's nice. That's very nice. John. Thanks, Drea. You're welcome. Good job, guys. Thank you. No, put these all together, and they'll be really crazy. So the okay. fellas have picked all of their words, and we have filled in the love mad lib. And now, for your listening enjoyment, John and Rob, the Silver Fox and Hot Rob, are going to read their love mad lib. To Drea and I. This better be good, guys. Yeah, it's going to be a shit show, and it's going to be awesome. It's probably going to be better than the wine I picked out a year ago for the anniversary this episode. So I can't. Well. That's true. I can't lose. Okay, ready? Yeah, okay, you ready. kick us off, John. When I first met you, you looked hot and pretty. <laughs> and pretty. I couldn't believe my eyes. You smelled like a dog. And walked <laughs> as graceful as a slot. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't that, that wait. Tracks. I cannot wait to run you. Okay. 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 Start off strong. Start off start start. strong. I loudly asked you if I could have your bicycle. I could see a look of beautiful in your eyes. You hesitated for a moment and then gave me a pine tree. That's nice. I'll take a pine tree. Nice. We're nice women. Okay, ready? I finally got to take you on our first date. You love spending time with you. Oh, sorry. I messed up. That's fine. It should be. I love spending time with you. You can make me dying so easily like no one had before. When you touched me, I felt Disney up my finger. (laughs) (laughs) His face is And when when you looked at me, I could see wine glass in your... Nose. 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 And I knew we were meant to be together. Want me to read that again or is it okay? No. John, you did fantastic. After a lovely night, I was so fly to bring you home. (laughs) Sounds like a Beastie Boys song. (laughs) I longed to walk you again. You looked at me and said, shit. And I just knew you were the one. (laughs) You, You swam. And I lost you again and again. <laughs> that just sounds like something that happened in real life. <laughs> okay. Here we are after all the, this time. I feel like it's been 24 of years. I look forward to nine more. 
Our marriage is on a shelf like that. <laughs> you make me want to punch forever, and no one could ever bend you like I could. <laughs> That's aggressive. Damn. That's a bit aggressive. Okay. Okay, so do I say strikingly yours? Is that yours? Is yours? Well, you just said it, but I'm going to do it too. Okay. Maybe you can do it together. Okay. In unison. Strikingly yours, John. And Rob. Otherwise known as the Silver Fox and Hot Rob. Rob. Glad they remembered their names. Barely. It, it was hard. It was hard. <laughs> Took us a second. Yeah. Because we're assholes, Dre and I decided to write our own mat. Well, we're doing the same Mad Lib that Rob and John did, but we filled out our own um, words. So here is Drea and Jules's version of the love Mad Lib to John and Hot Rob. When I first met you, you looked lovely and grisly. I couldn't believe my boobs. <laughs> you smelled like a dude and walked as graceful as a cheetah. Wow, that's really generous. Okay. I couldn't wait to fuck you. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I quickly asked you if I could have your bar. I could see a look of colorful in your eyes. You hesitated for a moment and then gave me a crab. Oh, oh, great. <laughs> not, not what you on the first date. Whoa. And yet, here we are. I finally got to take you on our first date. I love spending time with you. No. You could make me sass so easily like no one had before. I mean, that's kind of true. True. When you touched me, I felt bottle up my toe. Ooh, sexy. <laughs> when you looked at me, I could see grass in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> and I just knew we were meant to be together. After a fuckingly night, I was so drive to bring you home. I longed to fly you again. You looked at me and said... God damn it, hot Robin Silver Fox. And I just knew you were the one. Foreshadowing. You died. <laughs> I trotted you again and again. Here we are after all this time. It feels like it's been a thousand and two years. I look forward to one more. You make me want to suck forever, and no one could ever blow you like I could. Cheerily yours, Drea and Jules. We are bad people. I think we're great people. I mean, that too. Bottle 63 is a Carhartt 2021 Buffalo. The price point for this wine is around $44. So it's a little bit more on the high end. That What, we what being, are we going to say? Oh, we being fancy. We're being fancy because it's our anniversary month. That's true. You're right. We are treating ourselves. We're like not, not Hot Robin Silver Fox. No, ourselves. We are treating us. Yeah, yes. for sure. Uh, the ABV on this wine is 13.4%, and it's actually a red that you're supposed to chill. Um, there were only nine barrels produced, and it's the eighth released vintage of this wine. You know, I love the time of the year where the temperature goes down and the alcohol content goes up. Yeah, we're not there yet, though. No, we, we are. It's still like 9,000 degrees And here. my soul were there. Ugh. <laughs> Listener, reader, you don't even fucking... Lauren understands. Lauren Martin, shout out to you. Hi, Lauren. Understands the amount of wishful thinking that is being... That in, like, manifesting that Drea is doing right now to, like, have it be fall weather here is, so like, fall. five times a day. So fall. The amount of Instagram fall. posts that she sends. Spooky the text season. messages. It's pumpkin season. It's she apple spice season. All over it. We're actually snacking on some pumpkin samosas from Trader Joe's, which are delicious. Those so are my idea. Run, Everyone, don't Everyone's walk. welcome. Pretty much any Trader Joe's snacky thing 
like the frozen snacks that they have, that one section that's like yeah. the flatbreads and the pastry puffs. I'm like, I'll just literally the arm so, by the arm load, just throw it into so the grocery I went, bag. I went to Trader Joe's on a Sunday before football started, and you should have seen the sheer number of dudes who were there. Dudes? Dudes. Wow. Just like pastry puffing it, flatbread oh, yeah. it, all the snacks. All tater tots, all the snacks, all the snacks. I was here for it. Here for the snacks. We love the Trader Joe's snacks. Also, the pastry puffs are ace. Um, also, guess how They're many one of my favorites. pumpkin-themed items I came home with the last oh, time I went shopping. God, 20. I restrained myself. There 19. Were only seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> was there a candle? No, because they were out. <laughs> so I had to... Just to settle for the honey crisp apple one, which is delightful. No, it's delightful. No. Anyway, so let's get back to what people are here to to listen to. Fall, yeah, and it's about the wine. So, Drea, tell us about what we're drinking. So, this wine's really interesting to me. Is um, it? It is. Is it's, it? It's fascinating. Everyone, this is a very interesting wine. It's so interesting. Uh, this is a one hundred percent Senso. And you just don't see those a whole lot. So Senso is a French red grape that is typically used as a Southern Rhone blending grape. So you think of like Southern Rhone blends, um, you're going to find this grape usually as part of it. Uh, it is typically thought of as having Mediterranean origins. As okay, like, time out though. What? Why? If something is typically used... You know what? This is why I had that note to neutralize you. <laughs> Fucking out of control. <laughs> this is an actual question. So simmer down there, Drea, of the fall vibes. It's a vibe. The question is, when something is typically called a blending grape, do we think of that as maybe it's like a lower quality grape and that's why it's a blending grape and it doesn't stand as well on its own like what i feel like this is a valid question that is a valid question thank fucking god wow i was gonna be like proud of you but you know what now fuck off so here's here's the thing i think that a lot of people think that they're like oh it's a blending grape so it's you know trash by itself not true the thing with blending grapes is you know they're all designed the reason they work in blends is because they add something to that final product that comes in the glass right so you may have um, a grape that adds body you may have a grape that adds acid you may have a grape that adds like a jammy fruitness or a floral punch right because they're all so different so you think of things like a gsm let's say out of Paso, right? Um, Paso is known for their GSMs and it's a Grenache, Syrah, Movedra blend. You don't, you see a lot of Syrahs, 100% Syrahs. You're seeing more and more 100% Grenaches. You don't see a ton of 100% Movedras though. It's a delightful wine. I love a Movedra. Yeah, in fact, Carhartt makes one. Casa That's, du Metz yeah, makes a makes great Movedra. And yeah. so, you know, it's, it's but that wine that grape tends to have like stronger floral notes mm -hmm. right that you get more of it's a great red to drink during the summer for example it can be chilled it can be chilled mm -hmm. it goes really well on kind of a, a lower temperature range uh you think about like the spanish grape palomino palomino is primarily used as a blending grape now in spanish white blends coming out of the south it's also a grape that's used for fortified wines like sherry alone it is a beautiful wine. It makes a very delicate, aromatic um, wine that I just, I love. Whenever I see one, I buy one. So I don't think that, you know, thinking about a, a grape as a blending grape means that it's lower quality. It really means it's part of a blend for a very specific reason because it's adding something to that, that wine and that final palate that you're getting. Did that, did that help? That really helped. And I think that that was a very great question by me. Congratulations. My own horn. You're a winner. Once in a while. Okay. Can okay, I, continuing can on. Can I get back to my history lesson? Because it's about to get really good. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, since so is thought to have Mediterranean origins, like, let's face it, so many grapes, right? Because of the Greeks and the Romans. Um, and it's an old grape that has historically been planted across Europe. 
And you got to know by now that there is a colonial twist to no, all of, of this. <laughs> because of its ability to grow in very hot climates, um, since so was often planted in French colonies like Algeria, Lebanon, and Morocco. So this is one of the first grapes that was exported um, off the continent during colonialization, especially in North Africa. In addition, it was one of the first European varietals planted in South Africa, and more on that later, where it has been crossed with Hermitage to form the classic Pinotage grape that we have also highlighted um, on our podcast. So I, you know, yes, colonialism, but also to me, it's really just interesting how these grapes travel and how they evolve in these different places. And the fact that um, this is such a tough, thick skinned grape that can survive in those extreme climates is really interesting to me. I'm actually surprised we don't see more of it in California, frankly. Um, the grapes themselves, when they grow, form into very tight clusters with low levels of tannins found in the skins. Uh, these vines can produce a very heavy crop at harvest time, even in particularly dry and drought-like climates. So again, even in those super hot climates, um, these vines produce but they do require a bit of canopy man management. So um, this particular vine is prone to trunk diseases and mildew in damp, wet climates, thanks to those tight, tight clusters. So, I mean, think about like those, the, a grape bunch, right? When they're really, really close together and that moisture gets in there, you can get mildew very easily. Mm -hmm. um, so the heat actually is really good for this grape, allowing them to develop more um, and not be so susceptible to some of those vine diseases. Currently, Sinso is found in most major viticultural areas with the largest producers now being in France and the United States. Um, it is known as a very versatile grape that can work in a blend or on its own, which is what we're drinking today. And as a single varietal, it produces a soft wine that is low in tannins and is often very easy drinking, which you know we love. Too easy. Show. <laughs> uh, these wines are often described as bright with notes of red berries and light baking spices. And in a blend, they often provide floral notes and lighter red fruits like strawberry. So we'll find out. There you have it. But before we really dive into this bottle, how about hitting us with some fun facts? Okay, fun facts with Jules. Uh, we're going to kind of jump around a little bit between the grape and the producer that we're drinking today. So the oldest Sinsol vines in the world are found in Lodi, California at the... Ooh, I'm going to really screw this up. I'm going to sound like Drea saying this. At wow. The Rude. Betchold Vineyard, planted in 1886. Okay, so this is interesting to me that the oldest vines in the world are found here, but it's a French grape. Phylloxera. Fucking phylloxera. I was going to say, probably had to do something to do with that. Anyway. It, it's a fucker. It'll haunt us forever. It will we'll never haunt recover your from dreams. <laughs> uh, when the variety was first introduced to California, it was actually known as Black Mal Malvoisie. Mal oh, I'm, my French is terrible. I'm, I apologize, Mal people. Malvoisie. 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 Malvoise. Like, mal so French for Malvoisia, basically. Malvoisie. 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 Black Malvoisie. Malvoisie. There we go. We there hit we it. Go. <laughs> Nailed it. 20 times later. Conf I'm sure everyone really enjoyed that. <laughs> Confusingly, however, when blended with Zinfandel, it was known as claret. I actually have a claret jug, like a cut glass jug that my granny bought me at a like um like an antique mall in scotland oh wow and they're labeled as claret jugs yep because it was like a cheap it, it was a cheap table wine yep yeah so it's the little cut glass jug there with the pewter kind of top on oh we're gonna have to jug. post a photo of that on yeah. the instagram oh we should have put the wine in that oh, oh we, we could put the wine in that we fools well, we'll just have to drink another bottle. Um, today, oh, well. <laughs> today, Sinsel is the widely accepted title for that wine. I kind of like Claret better. It's a lot easier to say, too. Sinsel, why is it so hard? I'm just saying, people do not have to. Do you know how many times it's probably pronounced Sinsalt? Sinsalt without salt. 
Well, the only reason I know this is because I'm like we've established I'm bad at languages. Terrible. But I am good at wine, so there we have it. Sure. Um, and I actually really love this grape. There it's, are small plantings of this variety also found in Texas and Arizona. This actually doesn't surprise me at all. And I would imagine that this grape is going to, you know, Texas and Arizona. going to blow up everybody. Are kind of on the, the up and up with wine production. I mean, I, I'm not a believer yet, but I'm willing, We're not. I'm willing to give it a try at some point. Um, but Maybe. with the extreme temperatures, yeah, I would imagine this would do really well. Yeah. Uh, On to the Carhartt family um, wines. So in case you're wondering, there is a relation to the Carhartt that you're familiar with in the clothing industry. Oh, there is? Yeah, they're the same family. Oh, I had no fucking clue. You didn't? No clue. And I have a t-shirt from them. Right. And all of the merch that's sold in the Carhartt cabin, their tasting room, is Carhartt branded. I mean, I just thought they were like, oh, this is so cute. Nope. Same wow. family. I'm a fool. Also, yep. Lauren and I have the same t-shirt, which is really funny. <laughs> I have a sweater from Ooh. there. A cool sweater with, like, the elbow patches. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Fan- Again, fancy. 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 Uh, the tasting room is in the town of Los Olivos. Um, and the original tasting room that Rob and I first started going to before really anyone else was drinking their wine used to be this postcard stamp size space and it was the fucking best it was really it was so cute it was i loved it um but then they opened up a new one called the carhartt cabin across the street and it's a lot bigger uh what else can i tell you oh chase carhartt who is the winemaker is um he's a young dude he's awesome he you can usually find him in the tasting room but he studied winemaking in South Africa as part of his degree work at California Polytechnic University. Um, and just, I think last week, maybe it was this week, um, Carhartt released a canned wine. As part of their venture line. As yeah. part of that line. And I was reading something that Chase said that he really sees the future of wine in bagged and canned wine. And we're here for that. Because yeah, I mean, it's a super It's more environmentally option. friendly option. It's easier to, like, take on your picnics in your beach. In your suitcase like when your you suitcase. go to Utah Whatever. for business. Yeah, but I'm into Whatever. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. Well, and it's interesting, too, because so many wineries started doing the bags, the boxes, the cans during the pandemic. The cans especially, because mm-hmm. it made them portable if you were kind of social distance socializing well, people were doing more of that sort of thing yeah right? you yeah, could, going to the park you and, could just have your own cans and you don't have to worry about pouring out a bottle yeah. and glasses and not that and we that. ever worry about that no we don't worry about finishing a we bottle. don't never i mean why why so but what's interesting to me is that you know so it was that that public health concern coupled with the fact that a lot of these producers couldn't get the materials they needed they couldn't get glass bottles. They couldn't get labels. Like supply chain. All of you know, supply chains. All were those ships all just sitting up. off the coast. Well, and all like any glass production, paper production was frankly going to pandemic relief type stuff. And so they couldn't get any of those things. And so what do you do when your wine's just sitting in bar- like in vats ready to go? Put it in some plastic like Put bladders. In a sack. Put it in a sack. <laughs> Get a straw. You're good to go. So I anyway, if I saw Carhartt box wine, I wouldn't oh, hesitate to buy. I'd be it. all over that. I yeah. literally would just stick a silly straw in it and be about my business. <laughs> so Drea, tell us a little bit more about the region that this wine is from, Los Olivos, which we have talked about in previous episodes because it was featured in the movie Sideways. Yes. And, and we, we love going there, and it's a great little town. And we also, so we featured it in season one with our Sideways episode, and we also featured it in season two during our Wine Club Harvest series that featured a bottle from fellow Los Olivos maker Soul Miner. So mm-hmm. for those of you who have been fans... This is going to be a little bit of a refresher, but we'll we'll kind of cruise. We'll through cruise through it. it. I'm going to keep Dre accountable for cruising. Wow. Established in early 2016, Los Olivos is a subregion of the Santa Inez Valley and covers about 23,000 acres under vine. 
Um, geographically, it sits between the neighboring AVAs of Ballard Canyon and Happy Canyon. And if you are a Central Coast California wine lover, you know that these are two major heavy hitters um, within, within the industry. At the time of the AVA status approval, the Los Olivos district comprised only about 12 bonded wineries. But today, there are over 20 demonstrating the growing popularity of the region and if you if you're up there on a weekend it is bachelor at fucking central it don't is, recommend it yeah it's <laughs> so it's gotten very popular yeah. i would say even more so than it's a nine so because it's so small get it's, there on the friday oh i was like a thursday get there on the thursday, thursday or friday like if you say some people can't do that right mm-hmm. but like if you can get there on the friday if you can take a little bit of a long weekend highly recommend that and most of the tasting rooms are still taking reservations. Book it. Book it. Um, because a lot of them are very, very small. Uh, the soil in the area is mostly sand and clay with good nutrients and natural drainage. Dra- drainage. 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 Uranus. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> Anal leakage. Wow, this guy. You were supposed to keep me honest. Now we're derailed. Well, um, I mean, I can't help that. That's true. I walked right into that. What one. else? Or fell right into it. Okay, so the terrain is largely flat with very few slopes or hills, making it a unique area in this region. Because remember, you've got canyons and valleys and hills. Um, Oh, my. So the climate there is actually a really good mixture of sun, rain, and fog with those high daytime temperatures and cool evening temperatures, which, as we all know, is beneficial to the sugar production and developing acidity in grapes. The region is primarily known for its Sauvignon Blancs, Cabernets, Merlots, and cool climate grapes like Syrah. Uh, so this one, you know, kind of kind of fits into that schema. Um, in terms of Carhartt itself, uh, the Carhartt Ranch of Santa Inez Estate Vineyards are in the heart of the Santa Inez Valley, and they really pride themselves on using organic sustainable and regenerative practices to promote overall vineyard health and protect protect the longevity of the land to make sure that they're not, you know, stripping the soil constantly of its nutrients, which again is something that as a wine as wine drinkers I think we're really invested in and on the podcast we try and highlight as much as we can. I mean, I don't know about you, but I want to be drinking for a long time. So the more we protect the land, the better off we are. Correct. And also you feel better when you drink a wine that's produced in, oh. a, in a in a sustainable, like a sustainable way, way, responsible yeah. way. Like your body actually feels better. Like I always know, like, listen, there's cheap wine that tastes good, right? There's nothing wrong with it. For sure. It's the next day that I'm like, yep, had a cheap wine. Yep. Feeling the headache, feeling just that little. And when we say cheap, dear listener, we're talking like four ninety nine bottom shelf at Trader Joe's. We're not talking about like you know. Yeah. Most of the the wines that Jules and I drink are, are like sixty dollars a bottle. Well, this kidding. fancy bitch, kidding, over. we're they're, kidding. They're in like the twenty five dollar range. Yeah. I would say. You so know, right to us, there. like a cheap wine, literally four ninety nine to eight dollars. You know. Yeah. But Trader Joe's has a great eight ninety nine organic rosé that's amazing. Yeah. So that one's really good. Their um their French rosé is actually good yeah. too. So anyway. The more uh, you know. So let's find the more you know. <laughs> star. <laughs> the star goes across the screen. Uh let's let's find out a little bit more about the winemaker and the winery. That is Carhartt, which Drea did not know was affiliated with the clothing brand. No, no I'm clue. Just, like, look at all this information you're about to give them, and you did not because they're not pimping their brand on the website. Let's. Why don't we popcorn? Why don't Why don't we each take one of these bullets? She's, she's just trying to keep me quiet. Yeah, but sure, that's fine. Okay. Um. So I have a Carhartt backpack. Okay. Anyways, Carhartt and is it's filled with wine. It's. Probably. Carhartt has been family owned and operated for three generations. In 1954, Jack Carhartt purchases the Rancho Santa Inez, which at the time is a 2,500 acre dairy and pig farm. There you go. From 1960 to 1975, the ranch serves as a cattle and horse ranch. And in 1996, the year I graduated from high school, Mike and Barbara, the second generation of Carhartts, plant the first vineyard with seven acres of Merlot 
otherwise known as Merlot, and three acres of Syrah. And in 1998, they make their first wines from these vines. So until 2022, the Carhartts only produced Merlot and Syrah in limited quantities. That was the most surprising part of the research for me because they have so many wines. It actually is really surprising because we didn't just drink Merlot and Syrah when we started going there years ago. I wonder if they were doing, but that's what they said, that this is what they were doing. Okay. We might have to do a little edit on that because that doesn't seem, maybe it was until... 2002, not 2022. Oh my God, you're right. It was 2000. It was a Drea typo. It was a Drea typo. 2002. I'm like, we've been going there for years, and they had definitely way more than Merlot and yeah, Syrah. Okay, we, so in listen, 2002, all until 2002, that's all they produced was Merlot and Syrah. Drea has Go. weird relationships with time. Go. In 2005, they opened their first tasting room, Jules's beloved postcard stamp, stamp. Uh, in Los Olivos. And in 2007, the winery rebrands and highlights their roots with new labels that pay homage to the long history of the family ranch. In 2013, Chase, the third generation of Carhartt, joins the family business after earning his degree in viticulture from Cal Polytechnic at San Luis Obispo, which is mm-hmm. really close to this area. Also, really, really well-known enology yeah. program Amazing there. program. Like, that's where you go. In 2017, they planted the Canyon Vineyard, which is home to seven different varietals and two different trellis systems planted on steep canyon hillsides. And then in 2018, the current tasting room opens and... And it's awesome. It's rad. Like, they have the most amazing back patio. They do live music. They do, do, like, food... food, Not food food truck, but they'll have, like, food vendors back there. It's a good It's a cabin, and it's called the Carhartt Cabin, and it is literally built to look like a log cabin. It's It's really cute. Yeah. Yeah. So the wine that we're drinking today actually comes from their Venture label. So they have two main labels, the Carhartt Family Wines and the Venture label. Uh, The Venture label was launched in 2016, and it's Chase's pet project and is inspired by his travel and wine work abroad. Um, so through working international harvest, Chase has studied and adopted various methods and styles to help craft these truly unique wines with, of course, a signature Californian flair. In terms of the Carhartt family, the Venture label is really the more experimental and progressive line that takes some risk and offers the consumer something new and unexpected, usually in very small quantities, I want to add. So mm-hmm. if you remember like our Tank Garage episode, think kind of in that way. Once it's gone, it's gone. Yep. So get it while the getting's good. Um, and I am happy to announce that they still have bottles of the Venture Buffalo for sale on their website. Uh, let's see. So the labels for the Venture Wines depict a world map. And well, insider knowledge here, the areas on the map that are pink indicate where Chase has either traveled or studied. And above all, places that have inspired the wine that's in the bottle. I did not know that about the labels. Yeah. I've always loved the labels because it's like a world map and I obviously love to travel and I think that's super cool, but I didn't realize like what, why certain things were highlighted. Um, And all my favorite places to drink from are highlighted. Well, I mean, as they should be. There we, there we have it. If he knows his stuff, which he does. Uh, Chase describes this wine the buffalo as quote a total vibe i mean how <laughs> fucking like california how much more california can you get than that? i love that i love uh, that again it's designed to be served chilled which makes it a great option to serve during a transitional month like september that straddles that fine line between summer and fall i want it to still be summer drea really wants it to be it's fall. over it's so over this is the perfect wine for drea and i and here is a note from the winemaker um, that we pulled from the website describing Buffalo as a crowd favorite. Buffalo is the original chilled red at Carhartt. We like to serve it as cold as the weather permits. So if it's hot out, better to let it warm up in the glass and have a room temperature bottle. As far as drinking experience is concerned, enjoy it on its own with light appetizers or go big with ethnic foods such as Indian or Thai cuisine. And let the cool temperature and vibrant fruit 
qualities of this wine soothe your palate. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a whole vibe. So we're going to get into this bobble and get into this vibe. We are vibing. We're a vibe. And now for the good stuff. What is the good stuff? The wine. Yes. We're going to taste the wine. He's like, wait, is this a trick question? I thought I was being tricked. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Is, I was, that, is that my intro? Did you record I re- all of it? I respect that's, that paranoia. We're still recording. Huh? We're still recording. <laughs> Hi, Rob, everyone. Thanks, Hi, Rob. That was my last one. We invited him to come and introduce the segment, and he kind of fucked it up. I that's think okay. He's, you know it's what? all good. I think he's feeling good about it. I think he, he did try to eat the it. microphone. Well, <laughs> he thought he needed to be on the microphone. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, he's just enthusiastic. He's a, he's an enthusiastic guy. He is guy. nothing but, enth- but enthusiastic. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's talk about the color of this wine. I'm calling it ruby. To me, it almost has like a deep magenta cast to it. Like it, it, so I agree with the ruby, but it's got like a little bit of those violet, like deep purple undertones. Mm-hmm. And there's just, there's such, it's a beautiful wine. Like it there's is. such a brightness to it to me. Yeah. I just thought of like ruby slippers. Did you click three times or wait, I'm sorry. Could you click three times so another bottle can appear? <sighs> Wouldn't that be great? Oh, my God. We'd be in trouble. If we were at Lauren's house, it, we could because we could just go down to her wine cellar and get a bottle. Oh, I know <laughs> she's got more of this stash. <laughs> okay, on the nose. So, full disclosure, we're drinking these because it, it's, you know, this wine is a vibe, as we've discussed, it's right? Vibe. It's a little bit more adventurous. So, we are drinking it kind of Italian style and some smaller tumbler glasses mm-hmm. um not in your typical wine glass and so i really struggled with the nose she did we have pictures to prove it yeah. we'll post those I, on I basically had to like wine box myself over here um but also s- we kind of had a not a disagreement but i was saying because we both were having such a hard time like picking anything up and i was just saying like i i do smell grape like deep grape smells but i was like it's Almost like chilling the wine is having an effect of like dulling what you're smelling. But then Drea was looking it up and it was saying that chilling the wine should enhance the smell. So then we thought it might be the glasses that we put it. It was definitely the glasses. Yeah. Because once like I got in there. Once she got her nose like all the way in there. All the way up in there. She was all up in there. Um, no one wants to take a sip out of her glass now. No one. Literally <laughs> no, one. no one. Unless you want the COVID. <laughs> um, I don't have COVID. Shut your mouth. Um, I was getting cherry, some nice. Notes. I did say cherry. You though. did say cherry. I did. After your great business. I did say cherry. Um, I was getting pomegranate. I was getting some light soil and then very, very light baking spices like nutmeg, ginger, but just just the slightest whisper. But do you feel like you were getting that because you wrote the episode and you had already like written that this is like what we're supposed to be getting out of it? Whereas I didn't read that part. Nah, girl, because between me writing this and us right now, I have literally had a full day of work and a sleeping pill. Oh, but come on. You have a good memory. Do I? Talk to me True. at three in the morning when I'm trying to get out of bed and my legs don't work. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. And then let's talk about what we're tasting. Oh, God. I just got something in my nose. Literally, she's still sticking her nose in the oh, glass. Oh, God. Okay. So um, on the palate, though, it's it's a little unexpected. So mm-hmm. that this is where that bright red summer fruit really comes through. Again, pomegranates, but raspberries red plums stone fruits yeah Yeah. really gorgeous red summer fruits but more than that this wine is herbaceous as fuck and i everyone knows i love an an herb forward wine i'm getting all of it like the thyme the rosemary the tarragon the basil like i just it is such a lovely bouquet of herbaceousness i concur i have nothing to add to that wow this this may be a first in history for two girls so. and grape. No. <laughs> I usually concur with the things that you say about this stuff. All right. What do you, what do you want to eat with this? Oh, I'm kind of all over the place on this one. Because. Same. Because it's so transitional. And right. Because I'm it. thinking like summer vibes Ugh. or fall vibes. Ugh. 
Okay, I'm going summer vibes. Yay! Andrea's like fall vibes. Yay! <laughs> so I've got <laughs> barbecued smoked meats. So like a smoked brisket. I'm not talking about like barbecue that's smothered in like a sauce, but like a slow cooked in a smoker type of meat. Or a spicy beef empanada. Like that kind of... It's like easy to eat with your hands. So if you're like at a picnic. It's it's not... Um, patio it's not style. It's not fussy. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. That's such a good way to put it. I agree. I definitely agree. I, you know, I actually kind of had the same read on a food pairing. Because on the one hand... Um, I want to drink this wine while I'm eating a big old bacon cheeseburger. And I actually was fortunate enough to go with friend of the podcast, Lauren, to the Carhartt pickup party where they released this wine. Um, and what do they serve? Big old cheeseburgers. And we had a bottle of this and it was, I mean, granted, I... I had a few other things before, but it was... Mm-hmm. She was real friendly that day. I was so friendly. Everyone she was, so was like, social. she's talking to strangers, people. Lauren sent me a picture <laughs> of, of Drea talking to people, and Just she's like, this is happening. And I was like, what is happening right now? It's not my MO. You all think just because she sounds really friendly, she's really actually not that friendly. I am not friendly at all. Whereas I will talk to anyone. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't like this. I'm out. I go read in the corner, bye. Um, but that pairing with that burger and this wine was so good. But the other thing is we're looking more towards fall, which you all know I desperately want to. And I don't. Um, a pumpkin curry. Like every fall I make a pumpkin curry and this would be so good with just that richness and that smokiness. Um, get some garlic non going and you've, you've got a night. All right, so what is your situation slash entertainment that you've got going with your dinner? Oh, fuck. Here we go. I'm literally going with being at the Carhartt cabin because we, we've been there. We've done this. They have some live music, and they have some sort of a food vendor, and it's just, like, so chill. They and have it's these probably, really, like, tri-tip or something. Um, You know what? I think, actually, the night... The last time we were there, they were, it was empanadas. The last time a bunch of different I empanadas. was there, it was tri-tip. Yeah. yeah. So I just feel like something that's like casual and relaxed and everyone's having a good time. And there were like people playing cards at the table next to yeah. us. And then Rob and I were, you know, doing our thing. And we had the dog with that, you know, just is like super chill and relaxed. So just like sitting around, just watching other people have fun too and being in that environment. It's just a really cool Space and I couldn't really think of like a better situation for this wine than to be at that tasting room. That's fair. Yeah. Um, How about you? No surprise. Mine is much more introverted. So (laughs) (laughs) I want to drink this bottle. I want to like cozy up with a good creepy mystery book at night by a fire in a blanket with the AC blast. Yeah, she's, just, just she, like a, everyone, she is a vibe. Just like a true Southern Californian in, in fall. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. We a vibe. L- <laughs> listen, listen. I grew, I, as a, as a Angelino by birth, like, we don't grow up with fucking seasons, okay? We have to make our seasons. Okay, first of all, you're also talking to someone that, like, was born and raised in Brazil. Yeah, but then you moved to the Midwest. They there got were seasons. no seasons. They got seasons in the Midwest. So I understand no seasons and understand seasons, and I'm totally cool with, like, no seasons. Listeners, have some sympathy. I've never had seasons. <laughs> then you know what? Why don't you move your ass somewhere that has seasons? Why the fuck would I do that? Have because you seen... then you actually get seasons. Have you seen other places? <laughs> exactly. Do you really want someone to meet, like me, to live in fucking Nebraska? Oh, God, no. That okay, would be yeah, terrible. Exactly. All right. Okay, so what are we doing for our next bottle? Oh, wait, no. Tell, we already kind of talked about you can purchase this. So you can purchase this bottle directly from Carhartt on their website, Carhartt Family Wines. Um... It, they still have it. Go Buy for it. It, it is Do it. delicious. It is worth Run, every penny. Don't walk. Yeah. Get on that and give them some love. Get some of their cans. Check them out for sure. 
Their merch is cool, too. Their merch is cool, too. Rob has... How many onesies do you have, Robert? Two. He's got two Carhartt onesies from the Carhartt winery. That's impressive. That he wears camping, and they're sexy. Are they sexy? With three X's. (laughs) Whoa! I, I... I don't think I've ever heard her oh, say that about Hot Rob. Guys, I think we may be able to post a picture of Rob and his Carhartt onesie on the Instagram. Get excited, people. I mean, Jules clearly is. Oh, Rob gave us a thumbs up. I've never seen her this okay. excited. This I is love amazing. Because it, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> What's our next bottle? So for our next bottle, we are continuing our seasonal transition theme. And we are featuring a delightful cider. So a first for two girls and a grape from um, our friends at Casa du Metz. Um, so we're very excited about Pumped. that. And yeah, um, for more information on this wine, on the Casa du Metz that's coming up, and just our general shenanigans and bullshit, go <laughs> ahead and follow us on Instagram. We're at two girls and a grape pod. That's T-W-O, girls and a grape pod. And hey, if you find that our vibe is something you're vibing with. Let's all vibe with you giving us a five-star review. Yes. Wherever you listen to We the vibe with a five-star We vibe review. with five stars. Yeah. So, until next time. Cheers. Salute.